Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't even know how to begin today's podcast because honestly, today's guest is one of the most elusive people on planet Earth. Her name is Yana, and you might know her from the Instagram account Gel Cream. Welcome, Yana. Thank you, Esther. I'm so happy to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. When I announced that you were going to be on the show, people were like, no way. How did you manage to get her on your podcast? Uh, well... That was easy. <laughs> I literally was like, you want to be on the podcast? You're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so why do you think people think you're so mysterious? Because they don't know who I am. and But they think I actually hide my identity. Yeah. I do not really. I don't hide. I just don't like to put myself forward, I guess. So for those listening who maybe have not seen your Instagram account, first of all, you should go look at it because it's a very visual account. It's called Gel Cream. Um, maybe people think that you are a little mysterious because you only show your hands, but you have like a million Instagram accounts. I have 10 or maybe more now. I like organizing things. So everything that makes me feel excited gets its own Instagram account. Right. I have an Instagram account for my dog. I have an Instagram account for things I like for, I have a Tumblr account for music videos. I like everything I like. Yeah. You organize it. You know, mainly because uh, I think my memory, I have a very short term <laughs> and I forget things really quickly. So I would just save it. So I remember. So how do you describe gel cream to somebody when somebody's like, what do you do? It's a really hard question because I don't know the answer. I, it started as just my hobby. Now I, um, for me, it's a magazine. I treat it as a proper magazine, even though it's based on Instagram. Um, I have stories which are, um, like front of book content, you know, when they have the shopping pages, like some historical articles in the magazine. And my feed is like the main of the magazine where they have editorial shoots and more prepared content. Yes. So I think of it like this and I follow my strict rules of magazine yes. guidance. So I don't post something that doesn't fit into my guides of posting which is sometimes a little complicated but in general I like it because it's very it's organizing me as well uh but yeah gel cream is a beauty magazine that um I review beauty products um talk about history of beauty and remind people to drink water you do remind people to drink water. And it's actually every time I see you being like, you should drink more water. I'm like, oh, God, I really need to drink more water. Yeah, people say it's really helpful. Tell me about your love for beauty. When did it start and what do you like about it? Because you don't actually wear Yeah, I don't makeup, wear much makeup. Really? Um, I worked in magazines and I worked in the fashion department. But every time I saw the beauty editors just receiving all those beautiful bottles and uh, they would surround themselves around like trying them testing them smelling them so curious and I was actually kind of jealous because our fashion department didn't get as many uh, little <laughs> nice things uh, that's when I first was curious I would go to them and be like hey how does that work what is this it's a beautiful bottle what do you do with that but it didn't go further than that I do remember when I got my first money, I was like maybe 12, 13, I would go and buy lipstick. My first purchase, I think, was a beauty purchase, but probably because it's something I could afford 
Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like the first thing you buy, yeah. And then when I moved to San Francisco, I um, moved to America in general, and I saw so many beauty brands that and do not exist in Europe. And I lived in Moscow before, in Moscow it's even, the situation is even more sad. And I got so excited because they're so beautiful, the branding, the packaging, Glossier just started back then. And I started buying a lot and I just started learning on the way. Yeah. yeah. It's happened like very naturally. I never was a beauty, how they call it, junkie or something. Yeah. It just, I liked it as a So you object. don't call yourself a beauty junkie? No, I think if it's not gel cream, my routine and my... Uh, beauty bag is super minimal I literally use the same products every day I learned actually the less I use the better so well that actually brings me to our first question this is a call-in show so let's play the first caller hi it's Daniana so I've been thinking a lot about sustainability recently and I realized uh, while I was trying to Marie Kondo my beauty collection that I only needed maybe two or three skincare products which is crazy because I have so many and I I've used so many over the years but I realized that only using a face wash and my p50 um, even in the middle of winter is actually all I need and my skin has never been so good and I was wondering what what your opinions were as um, influencers who get so many products sent to and who end up trying so many things and overloading their system with so many ingredients and chemicals. Um, I was wondering if you ever thought about it and if you ever felt sick of just trying so many things and having so many different products. This is exactly why I post once a week, uh, because I cannot test a lot of products. And I usually try uh, makeup or masks or something that I can get instant um, effect and opinion. Uh, when it comes to serums and uh, more um, specific treatments, it's always a problem because to review it, you need like at least four or six weeks to notice any change. Uh, and uh, I had a time when I ruined my skin by trying too many products. Also, part of it, because I didn't have enough knowledge, I guess, uh, on how to mix and what not to mix, how to use. You learn on your mistakes, I guess. And um, honestly, it's a little scary how Instagram now uh, pushing those millions of products and people don't even think what they use they just buy them and layer them do you think that we're living in a time where beauty culture is just overload 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 next big thing next best thing yes and also they use a lot of weird marketing for this trying to find a way to push it and uh, partially this is why I left Instagram for a couple of months because I just could not look at it and I felt myself like oh my god I have so many products I have so many um, things that I feel like I don't want to show them and I don't want people to be like oh my god I need this as well because honestly you don't and my favorite post that I did was like maybe a few months ago with an empty hand where like as a reminder that you don't need anything because actually you don't when you're healthy and happy you can just wash your face, put a moisturizer on. Right. So one thing I love about your Instagram account and what I'm sure so many people love is that you have no ads and no sponsored content. And that's one thing that I don't do. I do a lot of ads on my Instagram. I do a lot of sponsored content. Um, so let's talk about that. How, what do you think of people like me who are doing tons of them? I, I respect how you work and what you do. It's amazing. And I think uh, I don't even compare because we're different. We're taking different approaches and each of them should exist. I love that you are so open about your uh, gifts and advertising content. I respect that because that's actually makes me trust you because I know I know that you're honest with your posts and opinions, whether still on Instagram, a lot of people are not being open about yes. what's been gifted what's been paid for well there's even though new laws baby new yeah. laws in the uk that says that you have to d 
disclose every time you've been gifted something from a PR company. Um, and I know that you get sent a lot of stuff from PR companies as well. And we were talking about how getting sent a PR package package doesn't yeah. actually mean much mean much <laughs> yeah that's true um I think sometimes the audience thinks because we're sent something we feel like we need to review it but it's actually quite the opposite and the saddest part we don't know when and what we receive you just come home to a box um, of things yes you never asked for and uh, it's a little annoying also because then you have to think where where to donate it or yeah <laughs> well it's kind of like one of those things that I don't think a lot of bloggers really talk about, but like the amount of products that Being we sent, get sent, yeah. it is sick. It is actually gross. I'm tiny comparing to you. I receive maybe one, two packages every day. Yeah. And sometimes it's a teapot. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the most random things and we don't ask for it. Yeah. And huge packaging, all fridges. I received the mini fridge with beauty products yeah. or something. Like, I don't even know how to use it and where to put it. Um, so it's, I think that's a big issue. Also, what makes me sad is the brands who use huge marketing budgets. Cause it always makes me think like, is there an, isn't there a better way to spend your money than sending those fridges yeah. or crazy, Absolutely. And there's crazy so things. much waste. Honestly, I've been away from my apartment in London for four days and I have some builders redoing my, um, bathroom. We all saw it. We, everyone knows. <laughs> yep. It's a big, big story. EL renovates and, um, the contractor actually texted me a picture and he's like, you've been getting a lot of mail. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he, he showed me this picture and it was honestly all over my <laughs> kitchen table, probably like 25 huge parcels. And I have no idea what they are. I've actually started emailing PR companies, asking them yeah. to stop sending me the products. I know it's like a first world problem, but it's actually quite suffocating. So this caller who says, you know, he's trying to Marie Kondo his life. I am trying to, and I, physically can't yeah I sometimes just ask for one two products that I actually interested in and I usually choose by what I want to buy myself right uh, so I prefer to contact the PR myself and be like hey I'm I love your mascara can I just see how it works and can you send it to me I don't receive just the mascara I usually receive 20 other products yeah with it thank you but also um yeah a lot of waste it is this is also why I like to support little companies where you know the founder you know that uh, the founder really worked hard on it and they don't have those millions of dollars to spend on influencers on marketing that they actually have maybe like 20 yeah. 30 extra bottles that what they... I find so strange is when a company will send me no lie 30 different foundation colors in full-size bottles oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what to do. I it's 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 really crazy. But if you don't do ads, you don't do sponsored content. I what do you um, do? I photograph consult brands. I found a ways to work with brands by not doing ads and sponsored content because they like my content and I um, help with other brands Instagram accounts I shoot for them it's not just beauty brands actually I work with few beauty uh, jewelry brands with um, some food yeah and beverage brands um, so yeah and it's been really interesting because I moved to America two three three years ago without knowing anyone and I have so many friends and just work contacts everyone I know in my life now it's through gel cream and Instagram which is amazing because I started it from my bedroom, literally, and uh, you can just create something that will bring so many amazing people and work opportunities to your life. So you're sitting in your room and uh, you're thinking... It, actually, yes. I was. Uh, I had a skylight in my room and it was beautiful and I bought Sander Riley Luna Oil, beautiful packaging, beautiful oil, never had a blue colored oil before. <laughs> And I photographed it in my hand and I posted it to my personal Instagram first, got nine likes, um, thought, oh, you don't understand. You don't understand me. And then I was like, wow, I just like the style of those pictures. I want to start a new one. I was looking around. How do I call it? I think I was on Barney's website and the page was gel cream was open. Maybe La Mer or I don't know, something gel cream. I was testing other names before everything was taken. Gel cream was empty. And it okay. makes me think, how was it 
not taken it's the perfect name and i just i love it because it's so straightforward and simple i think it describes me also very well (laughs) so yeah i started it the same day everything i in my life i think that's how everything works i just get the idea and i'm like oh yeah let's do it it's just important to get it done because a lot of my ideas just stay there. I can't even <laughs> imagine what other ideas you have in yeah, your brain. But, uh, that was really great because uh, I was just having fun. And um, yeah, Russian Magazine reposted it, then um, Into the Gloss reposted it, then Estella London reposted it. I feel like I somehow found your account really early on. Yeah, I think I had nine or 7,000 followers. Yeah. And I was at home, and then I started seeing a lot of people adding me, and I was like, whoa, what is this? I couldn't find where the source is because I didn't see the tag. It didn't appear on my like notifications yeah. at all. I spent maybe... 12 hours trying to figure out I had to ask people like hey where did you see oh my god I didn't (laughs) know I had no idea well I can't remember how I came across it but I remember seeing your account and thinking this thank you this is something else that was my first uh, time someone was someone I had I didn't know like you didn't know me and I was like oh my god because I think you mentioned it on your stories, then yep. you mentioned it on, thank you so much. <laughs> but I was, for me, it was like, wow, like, wow. I just, honestly, when I saw it, I, you know, I've been on the internet for a really long time. I've seen a lot of Instagram accounts that all look exactly the same, yeah. and I'm part of that. Like, I'm not dissing it, I'm part of it. But I think when you see something that's really special, it's clearly unique, and it's very creative, and it's just in its own world, I, I just couldn't keep it to myself. I was like, the thank world you. needs this so much. And then when you when you you posted a something card. like "Thank you, Estee" or something yeah, like yeah. that, I was like, oh, I fangirled <laughs> so hard. Uh, I think it comes from my background because I worked in magazines and I uh, know how to create content. And I have this very old school approach where you um, actually work hard on creating content. I love old magazines. I like. Harper's Bazaar of Bordovich times when they had those beautiful illustrations they actually had a lot of hand which I realized after so maybe people ask me why is this your hand honestly just because I have my right hand and my left hand and the camera so I no one else yeah <laughs> knew me so that's how I start taking those pictures uh but I always loved the hand I always loved those beautiful perfume campaigns you know the lipstick campaigns nail polish ads where from the 60s 70s where they would um so yeah i think this is why it's a little different from other accounts because i didn't uh, think of instagram as of instagram for me it was just a platform like a website or like a magazine printed magazine just just a platform to show I think that's such an interesting point because when people think of Instagram, they're like, well, this is what an Instagram account is, you know, and they I just think you you're already putting yourself in some sort of a box and you looked at it as a platform and you see other people how they do it and you try to follow the. Yeah, for me, it just yeah, the way to it's just basically my magazine based on Instagram and I spend a lot of time creating stories, um, designing them as well, because Partially because I al- I have so much respect for my followers. I love them so much. They're the kindest people. And I always think if I'm on the other side, what would I want to see? How would I want it to be presented? Yeah. And this is why I always try to put enough effort to like show my respect to myself and the readers. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been a fun, amazing journey. It's so great after you work in the magazine and having editor-in-chief, directors, to have your own page that you can do whatever you want yeah it's ultimate freedom partially that's the where Noah ads concept coming from because i worked for vogue for example uh, as a jewelry editor all i had to do is support our advertisers hey i found this amazing jewelry brand can i photograph it can i include it no it's not an advertiser we have to put chanel and i don't know since you say that gel cream is kind of like a magazine for you but on instagram where do you see paper physical magazines in this world? Do you think they're still important? Would you ever want one? Um, it's an interesting question uh, because I do like paper magazines. However, um, I feel like nowadays there is less and less space for them. And there are a lot of things happening when um, magazines can transfer this feeling of uh, paper 
smell of it and just the general aesthetic through web. There are some few websites and few publications that really try to um, use uh, websites and other media to give this a little bit of, uh, you know, tactile feeling, even though it's not because it's a web page. So I feel like there is a future for that. But with the printed magazines, I do buy some um, just I honestly, I don't even read them. I just love to have them. It feels good. I collect old magazines as well, but unfortunately, I feel like yeah, I feel like it's also a waste of paper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same. I I love the idea of them. I do buy them sometimes if it's like really beautiful, but then I find that I never actually read them. Yeah, and also you buy ads. You buy ads. Half one third of the magazine i mean that's true at least you're not you're not buying ads on instagram it's free uh, yeah. free ads <laughs> yeah but if you if there was a magazine that's why i prefer books or fashion books or yeah. art books because there, there are no ads what kind of books do you read well lately obviously i read books about um spirituality mm-hmm. and self-growth yeah. uh, it's my period of time uh, i didn't read books for a while um and um i don't read novels really I usually read um, something autobiographies or I like uh, reading about people and learning how they made whatever they made Um, and a lot about startup cultures and uh, just learning about money that's my weakest thing about life learning about money yeah because in our country I grew up in Moscow in Russia uh, there's no um, education about how to save money how to deal with money and how to start your company how to properly navigate with money so I yeah I read a lot of books about business and about how to understand money that's really interesting to me because on a personal level I know that you're not driven by money I'm not driven by money but I want to learn how it works that's why maybe I'm not driven because I'm so scared oh uh, yeah partially back to the no ads thing I just I don't I, I'm not motivated by money yeah I'm I'm interested in the idea and into in the concept and um, I want to live a nice life like yeah I want to make money but it's I guess it's never been something that can make me change the way I do and what I do. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, with gel cream and with uh, like just living in America in general, when I came here, I had no idea about even taxes and how to save money, how to just spend money. I would spend everything I have. I still do, <laughs> I still do this. So that's what I'm trying to understand because uh, having a monthly paycheck, it's not wealth. It's, it's not how you make money. I just want to have this understanding of how to actually yeah okay my research project the new topic (laughs) okay so let's actually talk about your career history like actually first of all what was your very first job and how old were you uh, my very first I worked at my father's company as a secretary when I was 12 that was horrible memories when you were 12 I'm traumatized yes my first real job was I I studied in London and when I studied I work at Trendstop it was a trend research agency so I was a trend researcher so when did you move to London I moved to London when I was 17 uh, and I from Russia from Russia and I lived in London until I was 21, 22, mm-hmm. 23, I can't remember. Uh, because of the visa problems, I had to go back to Russia for a couple of years. But yes, my friend, my first job was a trend researcher. Then I gave it up for being a stylist, which is hard in London because you make no money at first. A fashion stylist. A fashion stylist, yeah. I worked for another magazine for a few years until I got kicked out from London. I, it was a horrible, sad story because I had my apartment there and... I just couldn't go back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, my parents flew and they had to take all my stuff. Oh, my gosh. So you had your apartment, you had a job, and then your visa expired or something. Yeah, and, and they didn't give me the new one, and I just was locked out. So oh, I, my it's, gosh. It's sad. And also, work-wise, it, it was so exciting. I just started working like on a proper jobs, and it was amazing. I was assisting the fashion director, Kathy Edwards, and uh, she... Uh, she taught me yeah she's how how do you do this you just send an email or what uh, actually it's funny because I send them an email as an I always start my jobs as an intern because I feel like 
uh, I don't know, it, even now, if I will like to change my career or do something, I, I'll be happy to start from the bottom. So I emailed them and I was like, hey, I just want to be an intern. Um, six months passed by. Uh, really sad six months. I didn't have a job. I thought I'm useless and I'll never find a job again. Um, they replied, hey, can you come in today? I was like, okay. And you were like, yeah. And I came in. I was super prepared. I had um, my CV photo, like portfolio or, and everything. And they were laughing. They were like, oh, are you like applying for an intern position? Because you're like over. <laughs> I was like, yes. Please. So yeah. And I was an intern there for three uh, months. And um I, back then, I didn't know how to email people. I didn't. It was so stressful. I couldn't talk on the phone. I was really scared to call someone, and I had to call a lot to request samples for the shoots or just like a, a lot of communication. And I was terrible at it. And I guess that was the best school because in university, I studied for three years in London. They didn't teach us this. Wow. And that's when I learned. Uh, yeah. The okay. Most. So then you were working. Um, then uh, I moved. I had to move back to Russia, and I worked for Vogue as a jewelry editor for, in Russia. In Russia for two, and two years, I think. And then I moved to San Francisco um, for family reasons, and I didn't have a proper job because my visa again. It's so hard for us, not just Russians, but for people who are not part of uh, cool unions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, cool visa problems, it's so frustrating. The things that we could do if we didn't yeah, need visas. I feel like I lost a few years in my life uh, just because of those uh, bureaucracy yeah. issues. So I moved to San Francisco and I worked for a fashion brand consulting and doing wholesale and um, just doing everything because it was just few of us. Um, the brand is based in London, so I would travel to London a lot. That's how I met S. <laughs> remember, yeah. yeah, I think two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. I don't know how no, it happened, maybe. but you said you were in London or something, and I was like, "Please come to the park and walk yeah. Reggie with we me." We went to the park and we ate uh, a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was cool. Uh, and there was also a weird exhibition in a. That's right. <laughs> That's right. There was an art installation in like uh, the bottom of a church, randomly. Yeah. So I think my whole life, my job like overall was to create mood boards think of the concepts making things happen organize shoot style them never been a photographer but always knew how i wanted to look so when i'm on the shoot i was it's it was terrible to work with me because i was like no do this do that so i think now it's like great because i can i'm in total control am i control do i sound like a control freak well i, I, I mean i always <laughs> think that i love control freaks especially when they actually have the skills to back up the control um, so now you live in LA and you don't just do gel cream full time. You do a few other jobs as well, right? Um, yeah, I do a few other jobs. Some of them are not related to gel cream at all, which is, I find it stimulating because it makes the other part of my brain work. Excel shits, the, uh, emails. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I go to the office. Uh, it's great. And, uh, it organizes me. Mm -hmm. So well, yeah, but I feel like nowadays the more and more of my work is related to gel cream somehow. Do you feel a calling towards gel cream? Oh yes, I uh, I didn't when I started it. I didn't think it's gonna become this big part of my life because I I already had another ten Instagram accounts. So yeah, I was like did. just one of them. <laughs> yeah, and now um, like I travel and every day I meet someone whom I just became friends online through gel cream and yeah. no it's amazing I feel like it's gonna be more and more and more and more and I have big plans but uh, you know I have a lot of ideas hopefully I, I, it seems like you do <laughs> it's just one big problem making them all come to real life so we've but, got yeah. another question this is actually from a friend of mine Jessica as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be 
to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello? Hi, Estee. This is Jessica here from London. I'm so excited that you've got Joel Cream on the podcast as I'm a huge fan. But what I would love to know as a social media manager is where do you get your inspiration from daily and do you ever get in a creative rut? If so, what do you do in this case? Thank you. Bye. I do have problems sometimes uh, in being creative. Um, my ideas are usually just appear in my mind when I see something and then I'm like, oh, that's is like with the water reminders. I was just drinking water and I was like, why don't I drink it more often? And I was holding the glass on the sun and I was like, oh, that's actually a cool story. I'll post it. So it's very organic. But I do get inspired a lot by fashion, by um, photographers, by people, a lot by people when I meet someone and a person is super passionate about music, about movies, I'd start watching those movies and listening to this music and it will open the whole new world for me. But there are times when it's hard and when, um, for me, I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but sometimes I just don't see the same. Uh, sometimes I see everything super nice and beautiful. I want to take pictures of everything. I'm just always on my phone with my camera. Sometimes I just don't feel like it. I want to do something more analytical and yeah. less creative. But... It's okay. <laughs> Do you consider what you're doing art? I don't really think it's art. I think I'm good at making art commercial, if we can put it that way. Uh, I think what I managed to do is to make a very understandable product uh, that people from different countries, different uh, backgrounds can relate to mm -hmm. when it's also beautiful. And I uh, put a lot of attention to music I feature to like heroes and characters I feature so I wouldn't say it's art but I'm definitely inspired by a lot of art I, I think one thing that you just said earlier about um, you know having an idea and it comes organically sometimes I have an idea and I think oh that would that would be really cool like usually it comes when I'm on a plane that's when I get my best ideas and I usually like write it down on my phone and then when it comes to executing it, I just don't. Yeah, it's my biggest problem. So do you think do you think that's the hardest part? Hardest part. It's not actually coming up with the idea. It's actually yes. just doing it. I, my problem is finding the right people and actually managing the process. If, that, if I can execute the idea myself much easier, I'll probably do it. I also noticed that um, personally, I enjoy working with people and having some direction um, when my time is managed by someone else. So um, when I'm just alone at home and I have a whole day ahead of me, I'll probably do something I shouldn't be doing right. instead of work. So <laughs> it's just really hard to organize yourself when, when you are on your own. And that's my biggest problem because uh, I feel like Having a co-founder is so important in anything. And maybe if you have someone you can bounce yeah. your ideas with and who can actually help you be like, hey, yeah. remember, just let's do it. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah, that would be so much easier. So you mentioned that you really have one makeup bag with like a few products. Yeah. Do you have Holy Grail products? I do. And uh, honestly, everything I use, I use before gel cream. It's very simple products like Bioderma, Micellar Water, um, Trish McEvoy Mascara. It's just, I think, cult products, which I'm not the only one to use. I like the simplicity. I like when I know that um, I can touch my face during the day and nothing would happen. Yeah. I like that I can travel with it without any surprises. You know, sometimes you go somewhere, take a new product, and you're like, oh, yeah. uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, yeah, so I... I um, literally have five products maybe with me uh it's blush concealer mascara and something to remove the nail polish because i love nail polish okay. and the moisturizer yeah i can leave without serums without any extra what's your favorite lip balm my i use now dr jard okay but i'm super easy with lip balms uh, i live in la and it's a little yeah less dry so people ask me what's your favorite hand cream or lip balm 
I don't really use it's not like an special, essential but when I'm in New York now I'm really struggling yeah I'm really struggling but and the worst part I have so many at home but uh, I always need it when I don't have one and I would go to CVS or exactly. anywhere and just buy yeah whatever they have <laughs> so what does Yana gel cream do in her spare time I have a dog yeah I love dog. him and we would go for walks uh, I would uh, I love researching things so I sometimes pick a topic and I go on the YouTube digs on it like <laughs> music or like an artist from I don't know particular artist yeah or um, um, the movie director and I would watch all his movies just picking one topic and and then do you retain that information no <laughs> I forget I forget that's why I have blogs and things and I write things down because it's so sad I consume so much interesting information and next day yeah I'm blank <laughs> well you are such an open person and you I wouldn't say you talk a lot but you have a lot to say if that makes sense and everything you say is really interesting like last night when we went out, we went out for dinner I could have just listened to you for hours and hours and hours and it makes me wonder were you always this way or is this a post ayahuasca <laughs> I was always this trait. way I mean, before ayahuasca, I was a little more silent for a year or two because I was thinking things. But I was always a little um, enthusiastic and I talk a lot. I think it's from my childhood because my parents didn't really listen to me and I had like one second to fit in so much information. And since then I'm like, what about this? What about that? But ayahuasca really returned me to that point where I'm happy and I want to share. I want to talk. Yeah, Is well, it? we've we've had a lot of questions about your ayahuasca experience, so let's play one of the questions. Hi, I'm Mar from Barcelona. I have been following both of you for a long time now. Um, Gel Cream, I recently learned that you had an experience with ayahuasca, and it's something I've always wanted to try, but I'm a little scared of what the outcome may be. How was your experience with it? But most importantly, how's life after ayahuasca? Great question, because you should be scared and it's not for everyone. I don't advertise it or advise it to everyone. For me... Um, Wait, let's back up. Yeah. What is ayahuasca for those listening who do not know? I, you should Google because there is a lot of information online. In short, is the plant medicine that um, some plants are brewed and you drink it in a special setting with shaman. Um, the ceremony lasts for six or more or less hours and you um it's a psychedelic and you can see things you can learn things about yourself it's different for everyone some people have greatest experience some people don't see anything at all is it illegal it's illegal in america but it's legal in uh, some countries yes so yeah and it's helping you reset your mind brain to get rid of um just trash. <laughs> for me, at least, that's how it helps. It helps you purge negativity? Um, for everyone, is different. Okay. But in general, yes. And it helps you remove those thinking patterns. You have some childhood trauma for some people. You just relieve also some things from your childhood, for example. And you're not scared or you don't have it on the back of your mind anymore. And you live a happier life. Not for everyone. Not everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not beneficial uh, for everyone. Some people have very traumatic experience on the ceremony and it actually can be both ways. Um, I decided to do it because I somehow was hearing about it from different people and they all said it's like 10 years of therapy in one night. Do you do therapy? Uh, I tried therapy. I couldn't find the therapist I would trust. It's and the love. same for me. I really tried, but it didn't work out, maybe in the future. But yeah, uh, and I was at this point of my life when a lot of things were happening and I was a little lost and upset. <laughs> uh, I was researching it for a long, long time online, reading a lot of books, watching a lot of movies. I uh, got really excited and I felt like I needed it because I got obsessed thinking about it. And uh, accidentally, one of my friends was going to a ceremony and there was one spot left and it felt like magic, felt like... Uh, super calling. smooth yeah and I went night before I couldn't sleep I thought I'm gonna either die or go like literally crazy um were you scared to take it oh yes of course yeah because do you drink it you drink it and it's not very pleasant taste wise 
you drink it and then there are 30, 35 people, it's a maloka, you lay down on the mats and then things start to happen. Um, I, it was a beautiful ceremony for me. Everything happened. I cried, I smiled, I purged. Uh, really, really beautiful. And I felt so calm and grounded after it and just generally happy. Are you quite aware during it? In general, yes, you are. You can go to the toilet if you want. If you, I had an eye mask. If you take it off, you can see people. You can, But I think I was passed out all the time. I was just... I didn't stand up I didn't do anything I was just there far yeah. away you see a lot of things but you have to have a clear intention why you go there you have to have a question or a reason why you're there um for me it was just to find myself find love and be comfortable with myself when I'm alone mm-hmm. it worked <laughs> so it's it's the day after your ayahuasca experience you wake up and what for me it was the day after I woke up and I had this new voice in my head uh, during the ceremony, I saw myself as a kid and I was crying in different uh, locations and settings. I would come to myself, I would hug myself and that felt really, really good. And after the ceremony, I would um, talk to myself in a really new way, like a mother talks to a child, I guess. I was really stressed and I was like, oh my God, I have to go home. I have to book a flight back to Los Angeles because uh, I cannot be here anymore. And then this voice is like, Yana, you're just tired relax don't stress you cannot fly anywhere you're really tired and every time I have this moment of self-doubt or just like being mad at something or getting upset there's this voice and it just calms me down and gives me a different perspective on the problem and that's something I'm so jealous of people who have it like all the time because I didn't every time I do something crazy or every time I make a mistake I would punish myself to the point where I just cannot I cannot do anything. I just freeze. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, since then, it's been two months, I think, two, maybe two and a half. Uh, I never felt sad or lonely or anything because every time I start getting those feelings, something inside my head tells me, hey, you are you and it's all you have. All you can do is take care of yourself, work hard, just listen to some music, go get like a nice dinner. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to try ayahuasca since I first heard about it. Um, a lot of my spiritual advisors think it would be good for me. I'm not quite there yet though. Um, you Don't rush it. Yeah, exactly. For me, I really thought like that's my last resort. That's all I can do. And I need to do this just because I, I could not get rid of my thoughts in any other way. It yeah. was really, um, harmful, but, uh, it really helped me. Maybe it's also because I really wanted it. And I, it was, I, I had so much on it that I was like, if that's not going to help me, how will I get right. <laughs> away from here? And um, maybe that's why it was so good. Because I had like expectations that, that it just could not fail. I was like, it's going to work. Uh, but yeah, I, have, I made a tattoo after the ceremony. Because there was this moment where a shaman was standing next to me doing something and I actually felt like the energy is going back and forth. I never did Reiki or anything so for me it was a first drug as a psychedelic it was a first uh, shaman interaction first thing of this kind so you went oh yeah deep real quick and and it was a little like um yeah I'm still high I feel like I still have the effect it's been two months yeah I always smile and I just I think I think of life in a more lighter way I about people in a I don't know uh, I love everyone yeah I don't I when people say something which before I would find like offensive or weird I'm, I'm like no I love you like yeah <laughs> why it just I have so many new explanations to how people interact how I mean, word is it, made it's so accurate honestly I can really speak to this because last night you came to the bar and you met my really good friend Claudia and within 25 seconds you turned to me and said I love her so much <laughs> I think that's another thing you realize you see world world from I don't know from far away and you realize how beautiful people are and you want to tell them this like honestly not because you just want to be friendly or yeah. I don't know you actually think that and um, I also noticed that I now um, am attracted to people's imperfections mm-hmm. more than good things because I feel like when people are struggling when they're trying to do something maybe it's not happening when they have their insecurities it's so beautiful yeah when you can see this because it's so real I I totally agree and I think you know if you're someone who's gone through any sort of trauma or 
you know, difficulty in life, you are a little softer with other people that you meet. I mean, I, I feel like when I meet people, it's the same sort of thing. When I see the imperfections, most of the time I just think I I recognize it, you know? And I love when people accept it and then don't try to hide it because I think that's so beautiful. And we all have a lot of... (laughs) Oh my gosh, we're just trying. (laughs) And back to Instagram game, like how destroying is that when uh, it's one thing and then in real life it's... Not completely different one, but it can be. Yeah. Well, we were, we were actually talking about how I and you kind of have this thought of, you know, no filter because yeah. I had a moment a couple of weeks ago when I said, you know what? I should just stop using all filters on my Instagram. Yeah. I don't even know why. Before I was, I was really into, I mean, I still am, but I loved editing photos and making everything look perfect. Now it kind of faded away. Yeah. And on my personal one, I stopped doing anything and, um, it feels good. It feels like I just don't want to spend time on this. I just want to, I just want to share the emotion, not like the picture. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, yeah, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's been great. But, um, if you thinking of doing ayahuasca, definitely do a lot of research and definitely do it with the right, uh, shaman and group of people. Absolutely. I look at gel cream and I think it looks like something I've never, ever seen before in the beauty space. Do you think it's so far off from what currently exists in the beauty world? I don't think so. There are more and more accounts that uh, post very, um, I call it slow media content where you don't post to super regularly, you post nicer content mm-hmm. um, that I don't think it's very different. I guess it's up to the reader to decide yeah I just do what I do I have I'm having fun (laughs) doing it well what do you think and I I feel like I get very defensive of you and your creative process so when I see people doing Instagram accounts that literally look exactly like yours and they're not crediting you I get so mad about it I don't get upset when I see other people doing something similar to gel cream because I feel like the same idea can come uh, to different people at the same time if they got in- inspired by my profile it's amazing that they have something to do and be happy doing this uh, I guess a lot depends on why they do this if they're just having fun and uh, it makes them happy I'm happy but yeah. if it's something with the wrong intention where they want to make money or they want to receive a free product or they just think like oh okay so she did this this is how I become yeah big I know I also know a lot of people take the same pictures they send it to the advertising agencies and they're like oh she doesn't do ads I'll do ads for you (laughs) and they offer like similar photo style and they're like oh we'll do the same thing that she does but you'll pay us yeah so that's a little upsetting but what can I do if somebody else is getting inspired and is having fun with it it's really only a positive uh first thing I wanted to say that you actually have twins you have people around the world who look like you and they have... I do? Yeah, you, I, I, I mean, I see it on the internet and once... Uh, I mean, you do. And this is crazy. How do you feel about this when they copy? I wouldn't say it's copy, yeah, but... Yeah, the co- word is when, not copy. Well, yeah, it's not the right word. But when um, they love you so much that they dress like you, they have the same hair, they have the same tattoos maybe, they have... Well, I... Yeah. What do you feel when you see a person that it looks like you? <laughs> um... It's really funny because nobody's ever actually picked up on it except me, I feel like. (laughs) Because when people tag me, I'm like, you look a lot like me. I think in general, I love it. Like, I think it's cool. And I think like, I, I don't think I have particularly amazing style or anything like this. So when somebody is like, wow, you look awesome. And I want to look like that. I really am flattered by it. The one time I was not was when someone literally got the exact same tattoo as me. Oh, it actually happened. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. In the same place. That was probably the only time that I was like, ah, that doesn't feel nice. That didn't feel nice for me, but you know, whatever to each their own. But that was the only time when I wasn't flattered. I think that was because this tattoo is so personal to me. Um, But that was the only time. But honestly, I am very, 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 very flattered by it. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of people want to know specifically how you shoot your pictures, what camera you use, (laughs) how you get this shot. Where do you get your lights? How do you 
figure out how to hold your hand and what is the deeper meaning behind the imagery itself let's start first with the technical. i like that it flows from the previous questions yeah. from uh, instagram accounts that look like mine yeah. uh, i'll tell you everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well i take my pictures with my iphone uh i right hand is the photographer left hand is the model um i use daylight sunlight and uh there is not much secret. I edit them at Visco. You edit all your pictures in Visco. Yeah. And um, yeah, there is not much secret to it. I never, actually, that's interesting because I never prepare posts in advance and I never write up the post before. I usually write right when I'm posting it because I feel like it uh, stays emotional. I, f I post when I want to say something about the product. Yeah. So I use like a toothpaste and I'm like, oh my God, this is a cool toothpaste or I hate it. And then I would take a picture, same moment or like next day, and I would write the text when I post it. I never have anything prepared. Like, I don't know what I'm going to post tomorrow. How often do you post about things you don't like? Sometimes. Um, do, you, do you really have to hate something to say something negative? No, sometimes I like the brand, but I, this particular product I didn't like. Um, not very often because I feel like there is not many products I actually hate mm -hmm. or... Uh, I always find something that I like and don't like. There are a few brands that I love completely, uh, but usually it's something that makes me question something or one product is amazing, another one not as good. But yeah, um, I also try to support smaller companies. So if I didn't like something from a small brand, I, I won't post it at all. Right. What's one brand that's standing out to you right now is doing something interesting and different? Um, I, yesterday I met with the founder of Acton Acre. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. That's the hair care company. They just launched six weeks ago. And I just love her approach. I love how she cares deeply <laughs> about what she does. And they try to innovate in formula and packaging. They really care about what they're doing. And it's always nice to meet people. And it's always nice to meet brands that are made by real person not like a corporation or they have like really nice uh, vision and mission usually and they really care about the product because they don't have money to market it or to just send millions of yeah it's really full of yeah. passion so what is next for gel cream keep posting <laughs> keep posting that's all you're gonna give me come on girl uh, some things are coming uh some things I'm working on. Um, I want to, um, yeah, I'm just trying to make at least 50% of my ideas come to real life. And I would love to do more products. I did the t-shirt just for fun. Are they coming back? Uh, I don't know yet. I want to change the design a little bit. Um, do you have a graphic design background or do you, is that just your natural eye with all these fonts you use and everything like that? I'm or super inspired by, um, pizzerias italian pizzerias of the like <laughs> 80s and the fonts they used before i have this huge pinterest uh with all the old packaging and all, all graphics so i love um i just i think i just like combine different styles together and uh i'm super tired also of the simple design this Viretta kind of style yeah which is beautiful but it has no i feel like it has no emotion or the emotion is very cold and clean uh whether i like something that you like can giggle about or you can just be like what is it but i love it yeah that's my favorite well yeah. i know this was a really long podcast but i felt like i had to try to do you justice and i mean i i just know that everybody <laughs> listening to this is like super excited about this episode so thank you so much for being on the show where can people find you besides at gel cream on my personal account yeah at y-a-n-a-s-h but please don't expect uh expect me being uh, a beauty guru there i post about my dog a lot so if you like dogs you're welcome <laughs> um i post about music and i just dance sometimes in stories so it's not um it's not very uh, interesting <laughs> do you think i should come up with another instagram account that's like you know yeah I suggest everyone, that's my advice for everyone who I see passionate, just start an Instagram account. Yeah. I don't like Instagram as a whole, but I feel like it's such a great way to get yourself out there because 
it just I saw so many people finding themselves by creating a page, finding their hobby food wise, like food bloggers. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I I thinking to start a new account with uh, shuffle dancing because I like <laughs> dancing. So I just want to wear different sneakers and just dance to music. Oh. That's my new thing. I love it. I actually love the video you posted recently <laughs> yeah. that was like that. Do you think we're putting too much on the internet? Um, Are we revealing too much about ourselves? It's very personal. Whatever makes you happy. Sometimes I don't want to reveal at all. I don't. Sometimes I feel like I want to talk to people and I just want to say something. Um, sometimes what you reveal makes other people happy or helps them with their problems. And that's important. When That is so true. With you as well, like uh, there are a lot of uh, bloggers that share their personal life and it's super help- helpful when you're going through something similar you're like oh yeah and I think there is a big trend of people being real and not just showing their outfits uh, whether at some point I feel like it's also fake yeah. <laughs> a lot of people being real by faking it uh, but uh, it just you just have to feel feel it it's funny how it's now you have to actually feel a person through a digital page you have to and people have to find a way to show their real um me if we even know what the real me is yeah uh, yeah that's the hardest part yeah that's the hardest part that's when you start thinking about ayahuasca <laughs> exactly and it always comes back to ayahuasca okay let's have a second goodbye now it's really time to leave thank you so much for listening bye Anna. thank you bye are you recording? Yeah. Hi, Asta. It's Yana. <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions for you. The speed round. Uh, Go. Um, Asta, tell me quickly, without even thinking about it, how, how is your life going right now? Are you in a happy place? Oh, God, not really. Why? <laughs> you look very happy and smiley and beautiful. <laughs> I've always been very smiley. I've always been a happy person on the outside. But inside, I'm I always sad. feel <laughs> like I am struggling with a little bit of inner turmoil. I've always uh, been this way. Interesting, because your page and your all of your channels, they uh, give us so much positive energy mm-hmm. and light. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do we give it back to you so you feel a little happier <laughs> Stop leaving mean <laughs> comments. How long are you single? I've been single for like a year. And it has been, it's had its ups and downs, but it has been very, very fun. I have taken really a couple months to kind of chill about the whole thing. Yeah, being single is uh, interesting. When you look for somebody to date, what are you looking for? I look for someone with big personality. Yeah. Big, big personality. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to double check. We we're talking about personality. Big personality. Uh, I love people who inspire me. I, I'm meeting new people and everyone has their passion. And this is amazing because it makes me think different things and makes me uh, just uh, opens to me different parts of the world that I never thought it would open. That's why I'm... I don't, I'm, I love different guys. I yeah. like diversity. You have no type. I have a type, the weirdos, but it can be from, it's a very broad <laughs> type. <laughs> so yeah, I like someone who is, who knows what he likes. Yes. Who has a passion and doing something with his life yeah i'm also really attracted to the weirdos it's so important and it doesn't matter what it is and it can be music it can be art it can be just like a crazy something crazy i don't care but i love when a person has a passion and is knows something yes which makes me think like do i have a passion probably it's just gonna say that i was like well what the fuck's my passion (laughs) yeah uh, probably gel cream, but I feel like I'm a jack of all trades, which is sad because master of none. <laughs> and I don't really know um, something deeply enough to be like uh, that, that's the where expert. I'm special. Yeah, expert. In. I, I want to make beauty this, but because um, it's so interesting learning about the ingredients and going into scientific parts of also so complicated without a chemical degree (laughs) but yeah that would be fun but that was something I questioned myself because uh, I met this guy who is really into music and I was like what is my favorite music what do I listen to and I realized that I get so um, busy or just like 
I listen to rap music, but it's not my favorite music. And he made me realize that when I was 18, I listened to, I don't know, Bauhaus, Talking Hats. And I was like, oh, this is maybe my favorite music. Yeah. So that's cool. Like to, I think people you meet help you um, understand yourself better. So being single is fun because you meet a lot of people and you learn about yourself. You really do. It's the best part. Speaking of talking heads, my mom always used to play talking heads when we were kids. So I had a soft spot. I wasn't so inspired at some point that my press photo, I'm wearing the huge blazer. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not gray though. It's black, but this is where it comes from. And I feel, um, uh, going back to gel cream and my inspirations, uh, I grew, I was working in the environments when you treat fashion and just image production with so much respect that you cannot just copy. You take references from everywhere, you translate them through yourself, and that's how you come up with something new. And I feel that's an interesting difference when now people just copy and paste or they don't credit the idea uh, whether you can be inspired by different people and by different things. You just have to put it through yourself yes and create something next level yes that's when it's evolution otherwise and that's when it's respectable yeah because everything owes something to something else that's i read some it's not my <laughs> quote uh everything came to the world because of something else object or art you listen to a song and it made you feel something and you drew those pictures or i don't know so everything is connected and that's why you just have to be respectful with the process. This is a weird question, but what kind of underwear do you wear? I just found this. It's going to be an advertisement, but there is this new startup. Um, I have a very big size. The breast size is huge. I was very huge. surprised the other day to see a picture of your massive cans. I hide it well. You really do. Because I don't identify with this. I feel like a very flat chested person, <laughs> but I have huge boobs. It's size G. They're massive. It's 34G. And it's really hard because I go shopping for bras and I cannot find anything. Everything looks like medical bras, something I don't want to undress. And uh, it's very, uh, yeah. I found this new brand that they do basic, very simple bras and they do all sizes. And for me, it was like, I bought every single style they like have. Is it cotton or what's the fabric? Uh, it's mesh, black mesh bra with no lace, nothing. Just very simple. I like very simple. Yeah. Uh, and I wear, I love, I don't know, I wear Uniqlo. I wear very basic brands. I love things that cannot tell who you are. And when it's harder to say where do you belong. So I don't really wear prints or like lace or yes. very feminine. Stuff. Is it always black? Um, nude or black. Nude or black. When I go on dates with people, I am hoping that they're from planet Mars. So you wear like red lace. Well, no, <laughs> I don't wear red lace, but I, yeah, I, I love mesh. I really love mesh. I'll send you the link for the bride. It's really good. But I like experimenting. Like I wouldn't, I, I also realized that maybe I like cosplay. Uh, can I say this? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, you, when you're single, you feel so free. And when you meet different people, you kind of want to be yourself and have fun so I feel like with different guys I'm a little different so with one I feel more confident in one way and I would totally wear red lace exactly. underwear or with some people I feel like certain things work better yeah. and with some I just don't feel like it's um appropriate I, I just don't feel like it exactly yeah so it's interesting anything else anything else what kind of underwear you wear Esther? Well, recently, none. I've been no, <laughs> no. Recently, I've been in a rut, and I've been wearing gigantic, boring underwear, cotton, black, cool from ASOS. Cool. That's when you know I'm not getting it, because <laughs> I'm like cool, 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 cool. Do you shop often? Often for underwear? No, like in general, do you buy things? Um, clothes. Uh, do I shop often? <laughs> <laughs> Claudia's laughing. <laughs> She's like, yeah, we're there. I, I, I don't think I shop often, but I do shop often. Yeah. Where? What's your favorite online? Like, here's an example of how I shop. I don't plan to go shopping. I'll go into a store I like and buy a million things. Do you still buy things in physical stores? Yeah. That's when I like to shop. What, what was the last store? I went to this store in Brooklyn Motion, which is my favorite. 
and I bought a bunch of homeware items, vases. Cool. For your EL For reno- EL renovates, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So exciting to see your house being Thank remade. You. I'm really excited. Maybe you can come photograph it. Not photograph it, just hang out and okay, have a drink. <laughs> can we wrap this up? I'm late for yoga. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Are you a yogi? I, sometimes I'm more into Pilates. Oh, really? The machine one. Oh, that's cool. Reformer, yeah. That's big in LA. It is, yeah. I just like that... Um, there is a machine. It's fun. Do you do like cardio, cardio, like boxing and stuff? No, like I that? die when I do cardio. My heart is not good. I think. Okay. I don't like sweating and. When you go swimming, what kind of swimsuit do you wear? I like one piece. Black. I'm really inspired by '90s supermodel style. Very simple. Um. Yeah. Why do you think people are so fascinated? And I know I'm not the only one who's like, what do you do in this scenario? What do you wear in that scenario? What is this? What is that? Like, why do you think people are so obsessed with you? Are they? Maybe you are obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I like don't I think no one asked me. No one really asked me many questions. And I also noticed a lot of people add me my personal account when they find me. And then they delete me straight away because they're like, oh, she's not what I expected. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like... I, I don't know, maybe because I don't think about things and I just do them. And it's interesting to f- like understand why I do things because honestly, I have no answer. I just, I never think about what I do. And do you drink coffee? I, I, I do now, but I didn't drink for two months. Just I didn't want to, but I do. I feel like I drink it just for the taste and the routine. I don't really need what it because I'm energetic enough. <laughs> uh, I drink um, either coffee with milk or latte. Yeah. I don't care. With regular milk? Yeah. I eat everything. I eat, yeah, dairy products. I eat meat. Wow, nobody says that publicly anymore. I know. I sometimes um, drink Coke. Like You drink I, I Coke? I drink a can of Coke in the past two months, definitely once. Yeah. Uh, this is something like I try to avoid, but I do eat sugar. Try to eat less, but yeah. I mean, I drink alcohol. What's like your favorite thing to eat? Like, what do you eat for breakfast? Burger. I love burgers too. (laughs) For breakfast, I eat, um, I have this bagel broker place near my home. That's where I go. I eat a bagel with blocks and cream cheese. Wow. Uh, I just like the place. I feel, for me, I didn't grow up in America. And for me, everything that looks American, something I saw in the movies, it's so exciting. I just like to experience this life. So I would like drive there wearing my, I don't know, sleep-ons and just buy a bagel with a coffee or the first thing I did when I arrived to America, I went to a donut shop and get a donut with a coffee like firefighters do. (laughs) Do you think you're always going to live in LA? I don't know. I try not to think much about this, to not get attached to the city. I love it, but I love London. So I don't know. I like New York. I never been in this area of Brooklyn. I really like it. It's very calm. And I stay late for her yoga class. Yeah. I'm late for my yoga class. I'm going now. (laughs) Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.